0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me today, we set it up yesterday for him to join the show after... The uh, the Kraken game, uh, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom is with me, and no, we're not really going to give up Nathan McKinnon. We are we are not that uh, demographic of people who, and there is a very small. I mean, there there's people that will say whatever they want to say, you know, on the interwebs, and there are some people like, should we? Hey, should we trade McKinnon? Come on. Let's, we're let's, not let's
0: we're, we're not trading Nathan McKinnon without Sam Gerard too
1: <laughs> yeah why would you do that, that I mean come on fun. it's a package deal um, <laughs> I and, and part of me is like why even bring that up because it's ridiculous to the point of offensive right. um, but yeah either way Avalanche with a uh, their fourth win in a row uh, they're looking mighty good and uh, a lot to get to, including the head coach sticking around for a few more years. So uh, we will get to everything. And uh, But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, Locked on avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. I won't be expecting one from somebody in particular tonight. Uh, and follow the show's YouTube channel over on YouTube. Uh, yeah, how's it going? Um, so we'll get to the Avs seven to three win over the Kraken in a second, but right before the game, uh, it was kind of like a surprise announcement that Jared Bednar was given an extension. His contract—I thought he had one more year on his contract. I don't maybe just because the past couple seasons with the shortened season and you keep forgetting that counts as a year yeah. <laughs> on everyone's contracts. Um, I don't I just thought he had another year left, but that's not the case. No, he he was uh, in the last year of his deal. And, you know, in typical Joe Sakic fashion, you know, he likes to sign guys that are in their last year to another deal and extend them like he did with Sammy Gerrard, like he did with Nathan McKinnon. Um, and he just did it for his head coach too. I don't think anybody's really, I know I wasn't thinking about it. And uh, we get an announcement that he's sticking around for two more years after this year. So his contract will go up to the 23, 24 season. Uh, you listen to the show. Uh, I I love the guy. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. I think he is the perfect coach for this team with all of the superstar talent they have on it and a lot of egos that they have on it. Um, and he knows how to manage them. He is a player's coach. Uh, I'm I'm fine with it. I think a lot of people were thinking, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I heard a lot of, of chatter of, we'll see how they do this year in the playoffs and then maybe they fire him. And the reason I... I maybe I didn't realize that his contract was up because I'm thinking like they would fire him or it could have just been, they don't resign him. There's no firing to be had because his contract would have run out. But uh, no, I think they're, they're committed to him and they're committed to him running this team. Like I said, I'm good with it. What's your thoughts on it?
0: I honestly, I was in the same boat as you. I thought he had another year, but again, looking back at it, it, it feels like three years since Tampa played the Canadians in the cup, and then it feels like <laughs> just yesterday that we signed Bednar after Wa walked out. Um, so like time has been wacky with everything going on in the worlds. But Jared Bednar is that coach that you, he's synonymous with Colorado Avalanche hockey. Um, I can't remember the last time we've actually had a coach last long enough to talk about a contract. Yeah, usually, right. yeah. usually they're moving or we're moving them. So. Like it's, and you, I know the Avalanche tweeted out the, the graphic tonight, but when you look at it, when it feels like he was just signed yesterday, like he's already second most wins in Avalanche history, third most in franchise history. And he's, yeah. he's still climbing. And this is like, we're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. So it can keep climbing. Like he's incredible. Um, the mindset and mentality has the Avalanche playing with right now. Is incredible. So let's sign him to four more years after this next (laughs) two. You
1: know, I'm I'm and I'm a just a big, I'm a firm believer in um you don't need to be this screaming, yelling coach to get your point across. Um, I I I don't want to say those days are over. I don't think they'll ever be over. There'll be, you know, coaches that have to do that to get their point across. Um, he's not built that way. And and but you if you watch those avalanche 360s a lot of the those behind the scenes stuff are at practice he gets animated he like mm-hmm. he gets into it he gets he he calls out players but he just does it in a different way where it to me it's more meaningful like when when you just start screaming and yelling nonstop and that's just expected that that wears off after yeah. a little while and i don't know did you watch the um the all or nothing the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, All or Nothing on Amazon Prime.
0: I have. I didn't want to cry. <laughs> it,
1: it, watch it. Watch it. It's a five episode. The All or Nothing series is awesome. Really? Um, yeah. They 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 don't just follow hockey. Like they they follow. I think they do one on the Michigan Wolverines football team. Hmm. I think there's one on the Dallas Cowboys. They do one on uh, a rugby team in like New Zealand. Okay. Um, so they do different sports. And the first hockey one they ever did was on the Maple Leafs. Um, I watched it on the flight out to Colorado. It, it's it's awesome. It's really, really good. It's good to see, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. But by the end of it, their coach, uh, Sheldon Keefe, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I not a fan of that guy. Like, yeah, really? He's a good hockey coach. and But he – you've seen the movie Casino, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're – there's more f-bombs in in this five episode series than there is in casino. and that's to be expected. Ooh. I mean hockey culture there's you know they're throwing language around all the time. By the end of it, it was like the word didn't matter anymore. Yeah he, he says it in every single sentence, it doesn't hold value anymore. Kind of like squid game. Did you watch squid game on Netflix yet?
0: I've I've caught a couple episodes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Like by the end, like the deaths don't matter because there's hundreds of them. So it just you you have to approach the game in a different way. And with Keith, I'm going to say it, man, he you know, it's five episodes. So it's not, you know, every single minute of the season. Not once did he take blame for anything that went wrong in the season. It was always the player's fault that doesn't fly after a little while i'm sorry but and, and, and you don't see that in bednar he will take blame if it's warranted on him
0: and that i think that's what separates bednar from the rest of the coaches and the, his peers in the league like you see the hot water that rick bonus is in right now and yeah. just a couple of years ago uh his run to the stanley cup it was a beautiful heartwarming moment this team loves him fast forward just two more years and He's a, I mean, nobody likes him. That's a dirtbag, <laughs> old school moves. Mm-hmm. Uh Sheldon Keith, like cussing people out. Like you just mentioned, John Tortorella. He's a great coach, but because go. of okay. his style, he's on ESPN. Yeah, And like Bednar is that kind of style where if he's correcting you as a player, you're disappointed, like you feel bad that you disappointed the coach. Right. So you kind of like. That's a good point. Because you know he's got your back. Like in press conferences, he says, hey, that's on me, or hey, that's on them. Right. He doesn't he doesn't play the company line. And yeah. when he gets on to you, you're not feeling like that's just what he does. He's constantly just berating us. Like you feel bad that you disappointed him because he had this idea, we didn't execute, and we feel bad about it. And that that environment, I think, is what separates Bednar from the old school coaches and these buddy-buddy mm-hmm. coaches
1: yeah and and it's such a good point because for someone like keith it's like when you lose you're expecting him to go out to talk to the uh you know the press and and rail us yeah and you're just expecting it and so it it's just a different dynamic um i don't know uh so and, and for me like even with my bosses growing up whatever job i had growing up i i worked better for the bosses that you know, came to me in a calm them and Said, "Hey, can you take care of this today? No problem." Yeah. Not these bosses that come busting through the doors like, "We got to get this stuff done." And if you don't do it, then like, I don't. I'm a, I'm a person, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you can talk to me like a human being. If I do something wrong, if you ask me to do something and then I don't do it or do it wrong, then that's fair game. But just to have that mindset of like, I'm um, you know, guns blazing from the minute like we say go i'm not built that way i don't re- i don't respond to people the
0: one, way. the one way you can determine like how bednar treats his team and how they treat him like coaches that challenge plays are those yeah. that have the team's back um when those old school coaches use it as like a teaching moment like don't leave it in the hands of the referees like and yeah. just like something to jab at them but bednar believes in his team so much like it's one of those things we joke about. He's always got his eye on like challenging a play because Mm. he believes in his team and it's his way of like showing his support in just an extra way. And like those, those coaches that are just there to yell, they don't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're happy with it. Uh, And and I like stability, you know, I don't like these revolving doors of, of head coaches. I don't, I don't like that. So, uh, I'm glad they're they're even giving him more opportunities, and you know I want to see him win multiple cups, not not just one. Oh so yeah, absolutely. Let's let's, uh, let's bring him home. All right, uh, we're gonna get to the game now. Let's uh, hear from Built Bar quick, and then we'll discuss the Avs' fourth win in a row, seven to three over the Seattle Kraken. Uh, but first, Built Bar, and we've always been touting that for quite a while now, and like I've been saying, Thanksgiving right around the corner. And if this is a time of the year where you're trying to uh, change your diet up and get a little bit healthy for the new year, prepping for that New Year's resolution, built Bar can be a part of that because we always look forward to the desserts and those dessert trays that come around on Thanksgiving will pass a bowl of built Bars around. It can be done and they are just as delicious as your favorite slice of pie, which can have upwards of 300 calories on the low end. And most built bars are only 130 calories, with four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and again high in protein, and even covered in 100% real chocolate for all the chocoholics out there. And stay tuned for Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars, because uh, Built Bar always does some really good deals, and even maybe some new flavors uh, going to be announced. On Black Friday. So go to builtbar.com right now, use the promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay, sir. uh First game ever against the Seattle Kraken. We were all hoping we'd see that matchup between the Avalanche and Philip Grubauer. And it was announced that. He was not going to be the starting goalie. And that was a little depressing. I think, you know, whenever stuff like that happens, especially for a goalie, uh, you want to see that matchup. You want to see him facing against his old team. Um, But the Avalanche kind of said, well, we have something to say about that. (laughs) And uh, they went out. And when did they – it was after three goals? I think it was four
0: goals. Yeah, I think it was either four or five.
1: I'm, i think let me um it he might have been four up. he gave up four yeah and Grubauer uh uh and then Grubauer gave up three mm-hmm. so yeah they 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 pulled their starting goalie and the avalanche i'm not saying they get what they wanted but the fans got what they wanted in seeing philip Grubauer come out um yeah and he gave up three but this thing was all said, but you know, said and done, and over by the third. The Avs give up three in the third. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure they took the foot off the gas a little bit in the in the third period. But overall, just another dominant performance by the Avalanche. And this is a team, and I use the phrase a lot, of imposing your their will. They are a better team than Seattle Kraken, and we talked about it yesterday. These are the teams they need to beat. There's very few guaranteed points in the league, and I'm not saying the next time that they face off against each other, it's, it's guaranteed two points because the Kraken are going to remember this, that they yep. got wiped all over the ice, and they'll come back out fighting just like the Canucks did uh, when the Avalanche beat them 7-1, and then they play them a week later, and the Canucks played a much better game. But in the end, the Avalanche still are a better team. Than a team like the Canucks, and obviously a better team than the Kraken. So you have to be feeling good, even though you know you're a superior team. Four wins in a row. This is just, I think, a confidence booster for for so many players on the Avalanche. Is it not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those that each win that's that we keep overcoming. Like they're starting to believe in themselves a little bit more. Yeah, and you you can easily see that, and like. We were messaging during the game. Like, I don't, I can't remember the last time we've had that feeling. Like, let's hang 10 on them. Yeah. Like, it's been a while. Like, it's like, since we're squeaking through and you never feel confident about anything. And it had that feeling like, oh my goodness, the Avalanche are going to do something tonight. And they just, and it up until that first goal that Seattle scored, like, late, it was about midway through the third period. Like, it never felt like they were taking their foot off the gas. It was just never ending, just goal after goal, after cycle, after shift. And it felt, you felt good about this team. And it's good to feel good about the avalanche again. And it was such a commanding win on, on the big stage and in Seattle. So, I mean, it's on the road in a brand new barn with a brand new environment. So,
1: I mean, even though that team is, is not playing well in Seattle, I mean, the, you know, that, that city has been waiting for that team since they were announced. So, you know, they're going to come out to their games and they are going to root them on, even though they're, they're not expected to do much and they're playing poorly. So yeah, it can be a difficult environment to, to play in. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the abs took, took them out of it real early. Um, Eric Johnson had a funny quote saying, I didn't score on Groovy four years in practice, and somehow I scored on him today. <laughs> it, it, and and I put it up on Twitter. Camel Carr scored on him, too. And it was, uh, I, I said, one of the problems that Grubauer had for his entire duration of being an av outside of injuries was rebounds. Yeah. He, he let up. Some thick and juicy rebounds, a lot, and you know the game happens so quickly you don't know what's going through the minds of the players. But did Kale McCarr know that when he's coming up on the right hand side and he's got a free line of sight and a free shooting lane right at Grubauer, Um, and and that's exactly what happened. He threw it kind of right at his midsection. I don't know if it went off like his side or I don't know if it went off his pad or not, but the rebound just happened to come right back to McCarr. And I think Kel McCarr was thinking like, if I can just get a shot on his body, it's going to bounce somewhere, and maybe somebody else will reap the benefits. It turned out to be him, and it came right back to him, and he he netted it for another goal. That was, was pretty.
0: You wonder if that was something that Hackstall was thinking about putting Drejer in there, knowing the Avalanche knew Grubauer so well, and yeah. as I mean, Grubauer has one of the worst save percentages in the he league does. right now. And do you really want to put him out there with those kind of numbers against a team that knows him better than any other team they're going to face? Like they used to face him in practice. Like, do you want to just spiral him down into the basement? Um, I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's what went into this and giving Dreger the start. But um, one way or another, we're going to get you, get you, get you. And we got (laughs) Grubauer in the end. And (laughs) I mean, and Donskoy didn't. end up hurting us either he's still without a goal no, so nothing. the two players that um aren't wearing the avalanche sweater anymore that are playing in seattle were not part of the equation in no. this game at all um
1: yeah you have to wonder if they if because uh, seattle head coach said he had talked to grubauer and and you know he, he didn't let on what was said and you think it had to you know being, being, you know, Avalanche fans, and him being an ex Av, you're thinking, oh, he just doesn't want to go up against us. He's afraid of us. Like that's probably not the case. It's fun to say that on, on social yeah. media, but um, it could have been one of those things where, like, maybe he's saying, like, they they know me too well. Like, you yeah. know, and that could be the reality of the situation. And maybe yeah. our best shot is with the backup for tonight.
0: Take take the night off. The numbers aren't great. This team knows you, and they will make it worse. Just take the night off. We'll address this later. And he had to go back out there because you're not going to leave Juju out there to dry like that. Like you don't need two goalies spiraling mentally off of bad performances. So you had to do the coach move of pulling him, but, uh, it's, I mean, he used to be an avalanche, but it's, it's rough to see Grubauer in this spot. Like it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So it's, it's kind of rough to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, uh, a couple more to get to because I don't say got ugly towards the end of the game, but uh, just some questionable calls on on the refs. And and I think if it was you know a, a three to one game when these calls are made, I think we'd be m- much more up in arms. But when there's and it's seven to nothing, seven to one, uh, you you're, you take it a little bit easier, but still, there's some you know you can't just let them slide. No. So uh we'll talk about that right after betonline.ag we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the starts of the basketball season and more prop bets and odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football and hockey and whatever your sport is all that action this season head to the new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. BetOnline.ag. So, yeah, the Avs. Um, had everything in hand, and Seattle gets one. Who was the first one that, uh, Eberly? Yeah, Eberly on the power play scored, and then Tanev got one on a power play. Um, I can't remember exactly where these, uh, calls, which one was made. I think the, the Logan O'Connor one was the name. Uh, that was the, the knee and part. you know what like that that's that is what it is like yeah and he didn't stick the knee out to trip him he actually brought his leg in closer to his body but he still tripped the guy and and, yeah. and a trip is a trip so he's gonna get called for that i didn't have a problem with that one uh the one i had a big problem with was the 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 boarding who was that who's the boarding uh i think i was on uh abel uh Oh, Abel Kubel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the That was just, I mean, I don't remember who he he checked, but that guy was just, he was not, his, his weight was all shifted all over the place. Like he was not on his skates well, and he, he, it's not like he was falling to the ice. That was a good hard check. And and that was garbage. And even, um, who said it? Uh, Andre Berkowski after the game said uh some of the goals that they got were actually a joke (laughs) flat out that that's coming from andre burkowski he's not happy about it and i get it and and you're up seven to three i mean what what's the you don't not call it because the game is out of hand uh, but you don't call it i mean why are you calling it if it's if it's a penalty call the penalty like the logan o'connor one was boarding i feel like we're getting into this this world here where it's like if a guy goes into the boards and his you know balance is off we're calling it boarding
0: uh, I, don't, I, I don't agree with it i think both penalties were um evidence of it looked worse than the penalty called for and yeah. it just like logan o'connor's knee like if you watch that in real time like you're like oh right and i and i there's that's where the ref hand goes up because, I mean, it's you're in Seattle. So, of course, that new newer hockey crowd's going to overreact to something like that. So they're like, right. And that bang, bang moment, you're just going to be influenced. OK, that's something you go with it and roll with it. Same with that boarding, like in real time, like. It looked terrible. And then once you kind of gather everything, he's in the boards. He must have boarded him. And then like the more you look at on a replay, you're like, no, that's not boarding because you have (laughs) hits up against the boards and like some charging with boarding that don't get called. Right. So I think that was more of just, it looked worse than it actually was and they had to do something.
1: And then during the, the second power play, I think it was after that boarding call, some dude on Seattle jumps on the back of of Jack Johnson. And I'm really good at telling people stop doing piggybacks because my kids yeah. want to do it all the time and they get hurt doing it. So I'm yelling at the screen like uh, for a second, I went into dad mode and I'm like, get off his back. And, and he didn't let up. No. It's like he wanted to get a penalty called on him, whoever it was. I don't remember who it was because he either. jumps on his back. Yeah. He doesn't let up. He ends up ripping Johnson's helmet off, which is a penalty. Nothing. Nothing. So we just go back to the inconsistencies of of what you are calling and what you are not calling. And for them not to call that just made me feel like they they wanted to give the Kraken something to to go home with and and, and finish the game on a positive note, which they did by scoring three goals. But it was from some assistance from the refs. And you can't deny that.
0: And it was the beginning of the 2019-2020 season um, that that was the big point of emphasis. Like you lose your bucket. You have this allotted time to gather your bucket or you get penalized. Or if somebody gets in the way and like that was their point of emphasis, like how we're seeing cross-checking this year. And that's gone Uh, by the wayside. You don't see that ever called or enforced. So, of course, when all of us went through that, you see the bucket being taken off. And I know Bucci, he talked about it in the broadcast yeah uh, talking about he has this amount of time to get his helmet but in that moment i believe they were in the power play and refs will do everything in their power not to go to a five on three or a four on three because mm. they just they hate that I don't know why they just do and they do not like to go to those situations
1: well they were i mean they were calling literally everything in the preseason when yeah. it came to cross checking yeah um and then you have seen it uh, yeah you, you and in, in in the preseason when they were doing that, I'm like, okay, if that's what you're gonna do, be consistent with that all season long. It's I not. that the, you know it's a penalty if you're gonna call it the way it's supposed to be called. Like what you're doing in the preseason, fine. And it it's it's. I mean, they are calling it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they are they are calling. It. But the game I went to against San Jose, Sammy Gerrard mm-hmm. gets. Deliberately cross-checked in the back when he's just skating back with the puck, the puck kind of got, uh, got kicked loose from their offensive zone and kind of went back into their. De- and he's just going to collect the puck, and I don't know who it was on San Jose in open ice, nothing, nothing. So it's just the inconsistency is is, is just glaring, and it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating because you can see things that are just clear as day. And you're expecting an arm to go up, and it doesn't. Um, I don't know. It if, is and if it is. if the
0: the referees weren't so much in that moment calling um, both that the roughing for Logan O'Connor and the boarding, right? What like was if, the
1: roughing on Logan O'Connor? What did he do?
0: There and, 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 and I, they called Miko, I believe, for roughing as well for responding,
1: or. The, w- they called me, they called Miko for roughing after uh Kadri got thrown into the pipes after his goal. Yeah,
0: that's 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 true. That's true. Yeah, like I mean,
1: come on, come and, on. And,
0: and it's just like if the refs knew, like it's like seven one, seven nothing at that point. Like, if you want this game to be over with, let's not start this now. And you know,
1: uh, remember Jack Hughes. One game game in overtime, and he threw his stick into the crowd. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Yeah. Trevor Zegers for Anaheim just did the same thing. The game is over. The second that puck crosses the goal line, the game is over. Mm -hmm. He threw his stick into the crowd. They gave him a 10 minute misconduct after the game is over. (laughs) There's not. There's no. When's he going to serve that? There's the game is concluded. He can take his entire uniform off and throw it into the, in the sands if he wants to. And you can't find him for, you know, a, a wrong uniform or whatever, you know. Uh, that, it, that, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, so but, you know, we're, we're talking about it at a seven to three win. And I think that's when we should talk about it. It doesn't matter if it's a seven to three win or a two to one win. Bad calls are bad calls. Yeah, um, and you, you saw a few of them tonight. So um, another quote from Jared Bednar says, uh, "We're getting to the point where we are a contending team. I like our group, and I'm excited about where we can go." Yeah, you just get that feeling. You just get that vibe that it's starting to come together for the AVS, and it's without Nathan McKinnon. Um, it's a, and now it's without JT confer. So there's always somebody down on this team, but they've been doing this for a couple of years now where they're, they keep their head above water. So,
0: and I was talking um, with one of the co-hosts over at the lamplighters with me, Alex, he's a huge blue jackets fan. And we mm-hmm. were watching this game tonight. And I was like, what do you think about this team right now? Because we watched both those blue jackets games. And he's like, this is a completely different team than yeah. what, we, what we experienced. He's like, you guys are rolling. So, so, it's a big adjustment from that period, and we have Ottawa coming up Monday. What a let's just keep it rolling. Absolutely, yep. just keep it rolling.
1: Yeah, uh, and like I said, the beginning of November, the a seven and three November w- would uh, be good. And then you lose the first two games in November, and you're like, oh, that's not going to happen. But they're four and two right now for uh, yeah. the month of November, so things are looking good. But uh, power play looked good. Two out of four in the power play. Power play seems to be rolling right now. Um, Your face-offs were atrocious. Uh, You lost face-offs 37% to 63% in favor of the Kraken. So you want to see that improve, definitely. Um, As far as points go, you had Burkowski with the two goals. Kadri with two more assists. So he keeps uh, piling the points on. Um, Makar with the two goals and one assist. I swore I thought I heard them say that one of Makar's goals, not the one that rebounded off Grubauer, mm-hmm. the other one that he shot from the kind of the point, um, went to Rantanen. I thought I heard them say that on the broadcast, but maybe they were saying it like it could go to Rantanen and they're looking at it and it never did. I don't know. Maybe I, I just heard something that did not actually happen. Um, what else we got? Yeah, Makar with a three-point night. Murray with an assist. Uh, Eric Johnson with the goal. Rantanen with one assist uh keifer sherwood with an assist good for him um right. darren helm with an assist new hook with an assist tyson jost with two assists and and abu kubel with one goal each so a lot of points spread out and that's gonna happen when you score seven goals uh so yeah from top to bottom Pretty good night. I don't think anybody really played a terrible game. You know who was kind of quiet for me? And, yeah, he didn't score anything. Gabe Landeskog, Yeah. He made a really nice defensive play on a back check, but um, he was just kind of doing his business out there last night. I didn't really see him doing a heck of a lot.
0: No, he wasn't doing anything, but when you have Berkey getting two and Cale getting two, Gabe knows he doesn't have to do too much more. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, OK,
1: I mean, right when when what how many how many did they score in the second uh, four? Yeah. So you're up six to nothing after the second. Yeah. I mean, maybe you take a little bit of the night off in, in some capacity,
0: you know? Yeah. You just you focus on the defensive. and You just want to get yeah. out of there clean so you don't yeah. push too much.
1: Uh huh. And the game healthy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, veteran so, veteran moves that's what you yeah, call that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um all right so yeah four in a row and uh the weekend off and then the, the ottawa game is monday right yeah. and this
0: is ottawa's yeah. first game back since the shutdown so. right
1: they, they haven't canceled it right i mean i don't i haven't heard anything that there could be uh, signs that they continue this cancellation of their games i don't know
0: I heard uh, Ray Ferraro mentioned that eight of their players came off a uh, protocol okay. today. So now right. they have a, a roster they are practicing mm-hmm. and they mentioned the point that their first game back in a week is a mile high. So <sighs> that, that could be a problem. Um, yeah. But Ottawa needs to get back on the ice and make those games up. And Colorado needs to keep this trainer rolling. So yeah, Yeah. Monday could be another good night and a great night to be an Avalanche fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Things are panning out the way that we wanted them to. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a special Saturday edition of Lockdown Avalanche. Thank you to Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, as always, for joining and uh, get back to packing. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we'll see everybody on uh, Monday. Thanks for, again, for making this your first listen of the day. And uh, enjoy the weekend, everybody. See you on Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.